Um, yeah, let's start. Uh, welcome to the Wrestle Down. Uh, yeah, every week we talk about wrestling. I'm Jared Palapal. This is my co-host Mars. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. How are you this week? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, yeah, so every week we start off with uh, what we've been watching. Uh, what have you been watching? So, um, I am... Well, I have the feeling I'll do this last. Um, I watched um, one of my favorite pay-per-views ever. Okay. um, Wrestle War 92. Ooh, nice. Um, Another one of those ones we've talked about a few times where, like, probably in 1992, I was like, oh, man, Tracy Smothers. Yeah. (laughs) But now I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. Like, so, you know, it's a good show up and down. The last three matches, I think, uh, would make anyone's, you know, uh, I would I would be surprised if at least two of those last three matches weren't in, you know, anyone's top uh, 100 or so. Um, the uh, winner being uh, Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman, Tom Zink, awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, U- U- Usuka uh, and Tatsumi Fujinami versus the Steiners. Um, yeah. If you ever want to know why Usyk acts like he's brain damaged sometime, uh, <laughs> that match should show you. And uh, Sting Squadron, which consisted of Sting, Ricky Steamboat, the tag team of uh, Dustin Rhodes and Barry Windham, and Nikita Koloff versus uh, the most underrated stable ever, and I think because they just didn't stick around that long. The Dangerous Alliance uh, with one of my favorites, Double A, my other favorite, Beautiful Bobby Eaton. Ravishing Rick Rude, and uh, Larry Zabisco. Uh, one of these things aren't like the other. And um, that's, you know, I think it's, it's the you know, arguably the best. <laughs> it's it's arguably more, the best. What? There's one more guy on the team. Oh. Steve Austin. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. Who'd that guy ever beat? <laughs> uh, no but, one. like, but yeah, so uh, it was, um, and he's incredible. He's incredible in the match, and that was just like just a great error for him. Um, and, and that is, you know, arguably the best War Games match ever because um, not since the, f- I mean, every single War Games, you know, you wouldn't have this in the WWE now, as kind of seen by the show we're going to talk about later, but like. There are very few people in any war games. Maybe that Dusty Rhodes family and the Nasty Boys versus uh, all those like content, imported Continental guys. But uh, you know, every you know, it's just that's a workers' match. That's a mm-hmm. workers' gimmick match. And uh, that one, I think, if your weak link in a match is Larry Zabisco, then you're 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 gonna have a really good match. Yeah, you're doing pretty good in that case. Yeah. So uh, you know, that was good. And then I watched. Uh, I didn't get to watch um, New Japan um, Strong yet, so I'm excited to 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 track that match down. Um, uh, I did watch. Well, uh, let me add the caveat that when I switched over, I was about ten boring minutes into the main event. <laughs> um, I did uh, watch the first night of Castle Attack today. Yeah, I watched the last two matches. I didn't watch the whole event. Um, you know, I gotta say, uh, I, I was saying earlier to my, to my other wrestling buddies that these last few new Japan shows have mm. felt like all Japan shows. Mm. 
uh, with yeah. better production value. They're they're easy to watch. They're not. They're fine. You know, I would never say that they were bad, right? Right. Um, I, I, I have to say the one surprise for me was uh, while I I almost skipped it. Chase Owens versus Yano. Oh, was uh, not bad. Um, nice. Out of place. Chase Owens understood the gimmick and was doing it in the old gimmick match. The taking off the guard, the posts was a, a good way to kind of remember what was like a visual cue to remember what was happening as opposed to trying to remember who just touched one. Oh, yeah. um, uh, they did do some of the same old Yano G1 style, you know, excessive use of tape bullshit yeah. in it. But, um, you know, Yano came off as old school, uh, get disqualified for hitting you with his sandals, teaming with Toje Makabe, you know, whipping the shit out of uh, his opponent. Uh, Yano. So I, I appreciated that. Okay. Um, there is the full package in Yano. That yeah. is one of the things I'm so frustrated about. He can brawl. He is a good wrestler. Uh, he has amateur credentials <laughs> and he runs around and does the same, you know, yeah. he's all stuff all and that. I love that stuff, but you're right. I can see the, I, yeah. I see your perspective for sure because he can definitely yeah. do more and be uh, more of a total package than like a, a comedy act. Yeah, Yano is the live equivalent of like the e e EA games, Jacks, WWF, uh, Nintendo sixty four games, where uh, you know you do the low blow. Every, yeah. You know you press B and up to do the <laughs> low blow, and big and the bell rings, and you go, I didn't do it. <laughs> Like, that's Yano all over now. Um, but, uh, and I didn't love Ishii versus Jay White. What did you think about it? I liked it. Um, I thought there was, like, a good energy. It wasn't too long. It wasn't, it was one of those matches where I don't think they did anything new for either of them. Like, it's exactly what you expect from a Jay White match. He starts the match rolling out of the ring, and then it ends with a bunch of, like, reversals into the, the Blade Runner. Um yeah. Ishii's his normal like strong self, um, yep. but I think it was good because it was one of those things where the the near falls were so close, like they, they right. cut it razor true. thin to the point where I was able to get into it a little bit more. Even though I was like, okay, this is like I had a friend tell me that it was the best match on that night, and I was like, okay, but like I see Jay White versus Ishii on paper, and my brain has already turned off a little bit, right. um, but. I, I enjoyed it fine. It wasn't like it's not a match of the year contender, um, but you know it was a good, a good wrestling match. I definitely yeah. liked it better than Okada Evil. I understand you can't do the same thing all the time. Yeah. Like you can't just be the great match machine. Um, but that said, in this moment, and maybe there will be, you know, this doesn't look over. So you know, maybe it will save for the next match. Uh, but I feel that there was just a little too much storytelling in this for me. Yeah. Not, it wouldn't be that way in a normal match, but like Ishii is the Paul bear, the, uh, the, the standard bear, but I hope he's not the Paul bear, but we're getting there. Uh, um, or the Paul bear, but, uh, <laughs> oh, <Jerry White>. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't. That's not what I want from, you know, him. Yeah. I I wouldn't go to like a Ramon show and want like a 
a 20 minute prog ballad. Like yeah. I didn't think there's anything the matter with this match, but I just like, I watched this undercard kind of under the pretense of, well, whatever else happens, uh, I feel like Ishii throwing around Jay White is going to be, you know, entertaining and, and elevate, you know, uh, everyone. And Jay White is going to, I always feel like Jay White after the first few minutes has a little different match with Ishii than he has with everybody else. Same. And, you know, we didn't, you know, it, it was, it was, there was, I would not ever say it's bad. Um, you know, uh, it, or uh, for me, I, it felt middling, but I, I think that there was some great storytelling and, uh, you know, gr- a very thoughtful match, but, um, uh, in a vacuum, it's fine, but I feel like we're getting a few too thoughtful matches right now. That makes me feel like they are in a holding pattern. Yeah. I also like just seeing that back to back with evil Okada, like they felt very similar. And it hurts Evil Okada more, but it also, like, in hindsight, I was like, oh, I kind of just got the same match twice uh, with a different protagonist and a different right. result, sort of. Um, right. But, yeah. Um, I was like, I have You to can watch. spoil it. I don't... I don't... Okay. <laughs> uh, I, um, <laughs> I was like, I gotta watch Evil versus Okada because they've been building up so, so much to this uh, thing. And yeah. I realized, like, partway through that Evil is just New Japan's Baron Corbin. That's right. what I've like decided is his role now. He's just the guy that the, your champion fights when he doesn't have the title or when he's not in the title picture. And like, right. that's fine, but it doesn't, like, you're not getting a five-star match out of him. Uh-huh. Uh, not regularly, at least. It would be a surprise. Especially, like, this current gimmick where it's, like, Okada turns his back for a second and Dick Togo's there trying to strangle him with a rope or whatever. Right, yeah. right, and and you know, they've gotten so far away from last. That was only a year ago. Yeah, let's think about that for a second. You know, well, it was m- more than a year ago because everything was still shut. To, had just started shutting down now, but in the you know, uh, event wise, in the New Japan Cup, which mm-hmm. was I think what was that in October, or the summer, or the New Japan um, Cup. Yeah, um, I think that was like. April or something like that, right? There's, last year they did it without the uh, audience. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't too far away. Yeah, uh, from where it's supposed to be. Um, uh, they already kind of knocked the bloom off evil. Where if uh, a Gabe kid beats him or Yoshihashi beats him, or you know. Because that's all that it would matter now, right? It, you know, right. everyone else has beat him. Yeah. So, you know, like, it doesn't, you know, it's more of them beating someone closer to their level than... Um, right. Yeah. He's got, like, the credentials of being a double champion, but it doesn't feel like he's ever going to get back to that anytime soon, yep. at least. Yep. I am um, intrigued by what the... Uh, and you did see this either. Very simple opening match... Uh, mm. Like, you know, uh, very road to type stuff, a little more heat. Like, I feel like, you know, there's the, you know, there's some legitimate heat behind, uh, the Takoshi, uh, in, uh, in, uh, uh, the ace. I can't believe I'm forgetting. Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Thank you. Wow. Uh, Tanahashi versus great. I remember fucking great Okan though, versus great Okan in Australian company. Yeah. Um, so uh, that match was very simple, but there's a plot going on that I haven't seen any of the Road 2 mm-hmm. um, stuff, which was um, uh, 
they're trying to i always get the young lions uh messed up the 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 big young lion with the beard uh, uh suji so yeah they're they're tr- uh the empire is trying to recruit suji oh nice so that's interesting i like that i like that they're trying to get you know maybe more members but also yeah. just uh, get them while they're young yeah, well, I think uh, it has a lot to do with the fact that Suji is um, Tanahashi's young boy. Yeah. So, true. you know, it's sowing doubt. Uh, it was sowing doubt. I'm, I'm talking about this stuff. It's <laughs> funny when you ask me about these shows uh, as a potential of a switch from the the uh, Big Bad E show. Uh, I had thought we were still Road 2. Like, I, I didn't oh, know yeah. that we were. Uh, so, but it, uh, I'm totally looking at tomorrow well yesterday's card or whenever that was i i am uh, not too upset about not having watched all that yet yeah uh especially since takahashi being injured has stole my soul yes yeah that is a huge bummer yeah right. like my go ahead i mean we're gonna get a cool match where i hope somebody rises to the occasion and koto Bushi doesn't have bad matches per se so i'm not mm-hmm. worried yeah but, you know, there aren't very many excuses to have that Takahashi Kota Bushi match in that. Yeah, I know. That would have been <laughs> really cool. That would have been yeah. Great. Like, I'm sure, like, what we're getting is going to be great as well. But, like, it just sucks because, like, the juniors were getting so, like, they were getting main events. Yeah. The smaller shows. There, There's just momentum there. Even, you know, the at least behind Takahashi. And now it's, like, that's all gone. And we kind of have to build them to square one a little bit. And it, Right. This is the worst thing that could happen to Desperado too. I know that sounds crazy giving somebody the belt, but yeah. Um, maybe if he has a good showing here, he'll. I, I don't care if he throws off his mask, but for lack of a better way to put it, throws down his junior heavyweight mask and moves up because he's a uh, he's a prototypical current New Japan heavyweight wrestler. Yeah. Uh, in the same sure. way they they were trying to sell us Tai Chi as a junior versus. You know, uh, uh, you know, ACH and very yeah. small guys. Definitely, yeah, I agree. I, it, the one thing is that, like, if he leaves, then like that junior roster is going to be real barren. Um, yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But you're right. I, in an ideal world, I would want him as a heavyweight. Takahashi's the only legit junior in that thing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we've talked about this. I know show is short, but. Yeah. I mean, when Yo comes back, that'll be helpful. Yeah, Yeah. for sure, which isn't a bad thing. The bad thing is that everyone that's not Takahashi and El Phantasmo and, uh, uh, not Kitaro, uh, um, the, um, All Japan, uh, the New Japan, um, uh, the guy who was in Noah, um, Bone um, Soldier. Yeah, uh, Ishimori, there we go. Yeah, 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 those are the only three junior wrestlers in the junior yeah, division right now. Everybody else is a glorified heavyweight. Yeah, uh, we G money in the chat uh, just asked, "Do you or do we? <laughs> we are the fellas. Uh, do we fellas think that AEW, WWE, NJPW, etc. will benefit from trades?" I would say yes. Yeah, uh, for sure. I yeah. I can't imagine this. I can't imagine WWE being part of this right, right away um but i don't feel hiking mm-hmm. you don't have to run anywhere yeah. uh 
No, no, we're just starting. Okay. Oh, well, we can go get dinner after I'm done. Whatever you think. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Kim Cody. Scaring me the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, She's been but in the, the background fun- like a ghost. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I watched this um, progressive news show, and uh, one of his children walked in behind him because he's doing it at home and scared the crap out of him yesterday, and, <laughs> and they made memes out of it, and it never it never gets old for me. <laughs> um, but uh, the, um, the, 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 the division is just, like, not there's nothing to make it different. Like we, you know, we, I, I can't remember as you or me that said it last week, but if they had, um, you know, if nitro was, uh, made up of the opening match of, you know, junior heavyweights doing heavyweight stuff, you know, we wouldn't be talking about the, yeah. you know, the cruiserweight division still today. For sure. Yeah. And I think like new Japan specifically, they build their character or their calendar around yeah. like this couple months we got we're in mexico or you know right. the juniors uh we got a couple uh american indie guys a couple mexican guys into the super the best super junior tournament so it like it freshens up the matchups a lot in a way that it's kind of that's why it feels stale right now i think because yeah they're kind of stuck with the same 20 or so man roster right um, just facing each other uh, over and over again and it's all it's like very like you know the tippy top of the mountain is great yeah but it there's not a, um, uh, you're not very many degrees away from, uh, Takahashi and Wato yeah. in the, in, the, in what we have, you know, like it yeah. dips to like, uh, undercard very, very fast. Um, and again, we've talked about like, I guess there's an argument to be made. The elephant in the room right now that we want to avoid is there's something also to be said for the one person that is doing the style that we want uh is injured again yeah that's true but there's got to be a middle ground yeah i know um and he also asked uh and thoughts on kenta losing to moxley um i i'm fine with it i don't know if i I hope there's not a spoiler for you no 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 i knew yeah i knew i i i um i i don't know yeah. All I can think of is that. All right, here's my fantasy okay. booking, and you tell me what you think, right? Okay. Uh, Kenny Omega beats Moxley Sunday. Yep. Right? Uh, is victorious. Um, Okada comes out. Right? Yeah. Which. Uh, actually, technically, he can't because I forgot New Japan Cup was now, so that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe a video thing or something or whatever else. Um, I didn't forget. I didn't know till today that New Japan Cup started at the end of the week. But yeah. um, uh, I love this week in theory usually. Um, so I think after moxley loses he's gonna go to japan yeah uh and he's gonna drop it to unfortunately either evil or um uh uh, naito Mm. i can see that i can see him at least dropping it to whatever his next opponent is and dropping it in japan rather than at a closed studio show yeah um you know i'm fine with it just because it creates it 
keeps the bond between AEW and New Japan there. Mm. Like it, he probably does more for New Japan to have the title on Moxley, you know, have right. him, you know, have his name attached to them than it does for, you know, them to give to Kenta. As much as I've missed having that title uh, be around just as a thing that people can compete for instead of a right. briefcase. Mm-hmm. I agree, and not for nothing. With their new Roku channel, mm-hmm. Moxley main eventing one of those shows every once a month or whatever is a bigger selling point. True. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. Um, or at least fine. Um, yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm excited to catch up on the, the second night of Castle Attack, but it's also not like my highest uh, thing. I'm going to be watching that uh, Stardom pay-per-view live on Wednesday. Okay. Uh, so that's like my thing. Um, yeah, I have, I, have, I have a very wrestling week uh, yeah. planned, it looks like, because I have that. And uh, is it Fastlane's not this week, is it? I hope not. Because oh, no, so. the AEW pay-per-view is Yes, yeah, that's, right. what, yeah, that's yeah. what Sunday, yeah. Yeah. Even so if we they have, were competing, uh, I think I know what we would be choosing. Yeah, um, we have a, a, a mini WrestleMania week uh, yeah. right now. So Yeah, it's going to be wild. Um, so for what I, I didn't get to a lot of the New Japan stuff because I watched the, uh, four hour DDT Kawasaki Strong, uh, show. I was just looking at Cage Match and it was the second highest rated, uh, event for like the last four weeks or something like that, whatever the, for the last month, let's say, um, after NXT TakeOver, which we loved. So I was like, well, I I might as well check this one out. And I liked this event a lot. It was kind of like, uh... It was like a Japanese wrestling big event. Like the first half was a lot of tag matches, but it did include um, one where kayfabe the power went out, and one wrestler wanted to dance, so they turned the power back on by all holding hands and shoving an electrical cord up somebody's ass. Um, <laughs> which I'm fine with on like the second match of the show in a you know eight or whatever. Yeah, it was the eight man tag. Uh, they had to cut down their ten man tag titles for COVID reasons. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, but the ta- the oh, sorry, the last two matches uh, were an excellent title match between Yuki Ueno and Yukio Sakaguchi. Who, uh, for those not familiar, Ueno is kind of like if uh, he was probably made in the same lab as Kota Ibushi, and okay. like the Super Soldier formula is just slightly different. Um, okay. Yeah, it, I can imagine him aging into basically the same wrestler in like five or ten years. And uh, Sakaguchi is very much like a striker MMA fighter kind of guy. He looks like he's like he looks like a yakuza, um, kind nice. of very um, uh, Suzuki kind of vibe. So it's kind of like the match that they had together, but a little bit more of an Ibushi match, and it was very good, a uh, very good cool. watch. I recommend going out of uh, your way for that. Uh, I think you, Marzal, would specifically like that one. Yeah, uh, sounds like. And the big news coming out of it was that the main event was uh, their incoming champion, Tetsuya Endo, versus Jun Akiyama, who nice. won the title. So, Well, there seems to be a company mandate going yeah, on here. <laughs> yeah. well, just a week after... Um, uh, just a week after we talked about uh, Muta uh, getting the, the title in Noah... Um, we got another over 50 wrestler being the top uh, top champion. So things are looking pretty good for Edge right now, I would say. Yeah. Are they, um, they going to um, do an intercompany uh, unification of those belts? 
I have no idea. I have no idea where they're at with that. They seem like fine having uh, all these companies be separate and then they just intermingle or right. you know, do a party the, every once a year. That's the big match right now. You mm. know, uh, I, I never thought I would say in all Japan stalwart um, uh, being on a D, being a DDG champion elevates him, but that's that's where we are in, in wrestling right now. And, you know, I gotta say, this is a good opportunity for me to clarify something because people like Mars always hates haha ha, yeah. and everything else. Yano would be my favorite wrestler in DDT. Yeah, I just don't want him in New Japan. Yeah, in New Japan. <laughs> I, I, but I, uh, I always like your. Um... Your comparison that like you don't go to Dream Theater show for uh, they might be giants. That's a good right. It's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, and I've been to plenty of both. You know, because I'm that type of music nerd. I've been to plenty of both those type of both those yeah. shows. Uh, I've seen uh, they might be giants a uh, high double digit amount of times. Um, in fact, I had a they might be giants shirt on before I put my friends the independent shirt on, but um, <laughs> apparently someone. Uh, who will not be named, who I think uh, left to go get food, uh, stepped on it uh, oh. while I was, because uh, <laughs> yeah. there was a big boot footprint on it. Yeah. Uh, could have been me, I guess, but uh, I feel like I would have known better. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, not, it, it's just not what I'm looking for in that place, yeah. you know? Um, so I think that uh, that's the match right now, though, right? Muda I, and yeah, I Akiyama. I can see you know, um, Can't do it next year. I mean, I guess you could, but you're, yeah, you know, you're already hurtling away from, you know, at, at go, you were hurtling away from either one of those primes at 100 miles an hour. So. Yeah, right. It's it's interesting that they would do it. I, you're right. I didn't think of putting them together, but I could see them uh, matching them up. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, we'll see, though. It's it's not. It's so weird because Noah and DDT have such like distinct personalities as like companies right uh, even if uh i feel like even the more serious ddt stuff is a little more you know flippy and and, and, and sure and, yeah and i mean buoyant. when i tried to start watching again last year um there were noah had managed to um bring up the card two guys who were Osaka Pro guys that mm -hmm. I knew from their time in Osaka Pro and, and uh, they're a tag team. Um, and I, I apologize for not remembering their names, but uh, they were much bigger, you know, guys in Noah and I could tell how over they are. I think it's when um, uh, I almost called it the name of Chris Hero's tag team, a, a, a hero never dies or whatever the hell that was. But the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, you know, before, to pull back the curtain for uh, youngsters, before we had all these great streaming services, yeah. uh, and now that tape trading is not as much of a thing, and there aren't as many Japanese, we had a real weird gray market time where, uh, you know, high spots and companies like that weren't carrying Japanese stuff. Yeah. So there was a message board, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, you would get this, you know, all these Japanese matches off basically yeah. um and and one of the dying breaths of that board i was trying to catch up on noah and then it went away yeah <laughs> but um you know there was they seemed to have 
some guys, my long story long, and it would be better if I fucking knew anybody's name or knew what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, but um, you, you know, there are guys on the show that are compatible with that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just a gleaming obviousness to have. Uh, I mean, if Akiyama was going to draw, yeah. why has been wrestling in front of 400 people for two years? Yeah. You know, those All Japan Kurgan shows, I guess they'll do good. But um, I watched two years ago Champions Carnival, and like those were just not big venues with big crowds. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I don't understand. I, I mean, I don't know that it, it, DDT was much bigger than uh, you know All Japan at that time, like right. uh, two years ago now. So yeah, don't know. Been, they've been steadily growing. It's kind of interesting to see how that's uh, happened. Uh, Ouija might asked another question on on the chat. Uh, and it kind of leads into the something that I also watched, uh, I guess, last night. Uh, he asked, why was Riho in the American bracket for the AEW Women's Tournament? Uh, I would assume that it's just because she wasn't booked anywhere else and she was able to be in the U.S. to quarantine for the two weeks before yeah. coming up on camera. Uh, she I think was, she was... She was did she go back to Japan? She did. She was in stardom for most of last year. Um, and it was kind of weird because they would protect her. I don't think AEW would, like, you know, I'm sure the agreement was that she couldn't lose. Uh, mm -hmm. So she did a lot of, like, losing but not taking the pin in three-way matches or tag matches and stuff. Um, I think she even won a title and then lost it uh, without taking the pin, but also never challenged about that and just kind mm -hmm. of hung out for, you know, in there until uh, they stopped booking her i guess and now she's yeah. back in the u.s um uh, yeah fine. i would say you're 100 percent right and also she's an aew wrestler yeah. you know what i mean yeah, like so true. yeah they, that that bracket got called the american bracket but i feel like it's the the aew yeah bracket you're right everyone else is part-time and has like other obligations it was kind of interesting to see the um see the the bracket play out because a lot of those wrestlers also had other stuff like planned out like yuka sakazaki is a regular for tjpw she's got some shows that she's like the main event of so she's not going to cancel uh, -huh. uh and right. sakura is going to be in i think maybe maybe may also might be in the stardom um battle royale at the pay-per-view on wednesday so uh -huh. they've all got stuff going on and it was interesting to see who made it through and who's probably going to cancel like a minor match along the way to you know work this AEW thing on Wednesday and want to be a Rio Mizunami. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that, um, I, I think that the, first of all, I, I fell behind on those, that tournament. I was really enjoying it. Yeah. I was going to hope to catch up this week before the pay-per-view, but with, I recommend it or, with, well, I, I now. know it's awesome, but with yeah. everything going on this week, that feels like a distant, fantasy you know here i am fucking not even knowing watching wrestle war 92 today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when i uh when it's gonna be like a big wrestling week i'm glad i finished my oh i i would have had to have finished it uh i finished my a to z movie challenge uh, right at the wire last night nice um with zombie land double tap uh i saw that on your facebook yeah I yeah. Oh wait, no, Double Tap. I have not seen, but you did give it a high recommendation. So. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's yeah. it's it's it's. I mean, it's better than fine. It's what like, it's what it was. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, at first, everything that was like jinky to me, eventually I remembered that it's how they did it in the last one. Yeah. And it's also uh like I think this one, 
is a little more comedy, mm-hmm. uh, which I appreciate. They do very mundane, romantic comedy setups in the mixed, midst of a zombie apocalypse, and, and that was okay. super fun. Plus, uh, Rosario Dawson, uh, you know, despite what the law um, and her lawyers say, <laughs> I have been writing many letters to make Rosario Dawson my new style American girlfriend. So, uh, and... Uh, you know, so uh, it was it was fun. It was it was worth it. Uh, nice. But again, like I was getting stressed because I had that like you know you do these things to yourself as a a nerd. Uh, I was getting stressed where I like wanted to. Um, I had to watch my last Z movie. I wanted yeah. to watch Castle Attack. Mm-hmm. I uh, had been reading about this um, series of horror science fiction action books called mm-hmm. The Crucible that. I had downloaded the first couple of uh, on Audible and like just I just want to listen to these books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like so I'm like sitting up stressed out like with this like um, banquet of uh, you know spoil of riches. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I've got this like thing where I'm like I bought a bunch of movies last week, but I'm like, but I've got such an insane queue of movies that I haven't watched, and maybe right. I should squeeze one in while I'm like you know during my day job or whatever. Uh, but right. And it's like, but. I should probably watch Castle Attack because I bet that's at least you know good, and I like I love wrestling, so I should watch that. But also, right. there's the AEW stuff. Um, like, yeah, for what it's worth, the YouTube video for the second YouTube video for that AEW thing is only an hour. It's like yeah. four matches in an hour, and the like thing they put on BR Live last night was only ninety minutes. Um, what cool. featuring a Three very good matches, but a very excellent uh, six-woman tag with all the women who lost in the tournament um, up to that point. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm stoked. I, I enjoy those shows. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know what your uh, uh, what your internet uh, other than me what your internet social standing yeah. uh, is while watching those shows, but uh, you know, I usually not all the Hossmen watch it, so mm-hmm. we start a little sub yeah. subgroup in in rap and. Uh, you're definitely, uh, you're definitely welcome. Oh yeah, uh, well, invite me. I'm, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm usually on the. There's a, a another wrestling podcast called Tights and Fights, uh, and I'm like a moderator on their message board. So mm-hmm. I'm usually up there, like, uh, if, you know, talking uh, live. Um, yeah. Or or tweeting on our Twitter account at WrestlePod, a uh, WrestleDownPod. So, some behind you. <laughs> uh, like. All day today, Doodles has made me think oh. that like there's a ghost on my shoulder because she's like, she's not just looking at me. She's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'm like, what is the matter with me? Um, also today, I was taking a nap and she woke me up and went away. Like I'm not, I'm not positive <laughs> what that's all about. Normally, she wakes me up to make me move to contort to how she wants to lay down. But um, yeah, it's a. Uh, and uh, I didn't want. Did you watch any other wrestling other than uh, uh DDT? I watched the AEW stuff, mm-hmm. and I think and Castle Attack, and I think that was it. Aside from obviously Elimination Tournament, which we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shortly. How about you? No, uh, that's everything. I did do a right. uh, a different uh, podcast that was like really a trippy thing. Uh, in the 1990s, I worked at and then owned a comic book shop in Spencer, Massachusetts. Um. Uh, as I get more crazy in my former partner uh, slash mentor uh, in that business gets more um, gets 
older and more crazy in a different way. Yeah. Um, we have very different sides of the comic book, comic gate style, like politics. So uh, this podcast booked both of us to uh, fight about those things this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was it was good. It was also good. And the guy who hosts the show um, used to run a shop and uh, used to run. Okay. Used to run uh, this uh, shop called Fabulous Fiction in Springfield. And uh, it, it was just cool, you know, because those guys, uh, you know, they're not that much older than me. But those are the guys who I learned all my funny book toy selling knowledge from. Nice. So, you know, you know, and then there was a cool part where which I will cher- after, cherish after the fight. I want to block it out. Mm-hmm. Just three people who haven't really talked that much in 20 years. Awesome. Kind of shooting the shit, you know. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed that. So I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try to do. They want they want like they're gonna try to develop something around uh, me and Scott to fight some more. So okay, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, and, and I like that because I don't often have a voice to, you know. You and I agree. Yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know. Yano. <laughs> Right, and me and uh, well, I was gonna say me and the horse horsemen don't agree on Yano either. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, me and the Star Wars guys agree. You know, so yeah. it's good to be able to, uh, you know, like I used to on ORC. I used to have a, a WRC, which was a big Worcester station. I used to, you know, be involved in a lot of the uh, political shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ironically, at the time, in a world of uh, at the time very centrist Republicans and Democrats, uh, I seemed like a conservative. Uh, Nazi because of my pragmaticness but you know I haven't changed much at all just the world has I think yeah um, so yeah that's that's real cool and you know they uh, they wanted to do some cross promotion so we'll we'll all talk about that sweet yeah. talk about that soon yeah they I mean the same dudes you know they are they were I was able to jump right into talking about New Japan and you know all the stuff that I used to be like oh you guys like the Undertaker yeah <laughs> yeah check out all this Hashimoto yeah. Like so, yeah. like you know, like so. It was, it was, it was cool. It was great. So that Sunday is a big wrestling night for me because usually we talked about wrestling and I'm mm-hmm. all hyped up about it and go, yeah, you know, do 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 it. But uh, you know, we ended up talking. It started at the same time we usually start, and it went till like nine o'clock. So yeah, uh, I hope they cut some out because I kept forgetting we were on and I was doing a little too much inside baseball about yeah. <laughs> uh, some some elements of my big kid job, but, uh, yeah. yeah, but it was, it was cool. It was awesome. And I will, uh, I'll, I'll post the, the links to it on the board when it comes up, it's called the honest cast, okay. uh, which, uh, you can be assured that the honest cast is, uh, honest from the point of view of two fifty-five year old men that, uh, right. uh, are upset that, uh, if you had Aquaman, Captain America, and, um, uh, Bruce Wayne in a room, you'd only be able to tell who Bruce Wayne was because he has black hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, so I, uh, that's that's my my cheap plug for the week. And yeah. now uh, I believe it is time to talk about uh, a little show I like to call "Everything That's Wrong with the WWE," but you were afraid to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's let's talk about Elimination <laughs> Chamber. Let's get to it. Um, it happened last, uh, it, what was it, February 21st? Um, 
Yeah, did you watch the pre-show? I did not. So I didn't, um, and I'm not. I mean, that it looked like awesome people in that match, but yeah, it was like a last minute thrown together because uh, something's up with Keith Lee or whatever. Maybe he's injured, and he yeah. had to drop out of the United States title match. So they decided upon his replacement with some kind of five-way match. I had some number of people, and John Morrison won. So uh, I, I'm sure it was fine. Those pre-shows, like. It's such a pain because I'm always like, I want to watch whatever match that is. It's, you know, it's something like, oh, they're going to throw Daniel Bryan and Cesaro on there for 15 minutes. Right. That sounds awesome. But then it's like uh, 10 minutes of that match and then 50 minutes of, uh, you know, who do you think's going to win the elimination tournament tonight? Wow. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, I theoretically i like that stuff but i don't um you know what's funny is i watched some of that stuff but for some reason didn't see any of the matches i must have, i must have like walked away but um i can give uh thanks to the wonderful recapping skills of uh the uh the wwe one of their um one of their talents they've kept um mm. uh the uh they did more with the ricochet um, insurgent feud because mm-hmm. um, uh, they uh, power bombed uh, Ricochet into the post and John Moxley um, rolled up the group leader and that will progress that storyline unless they forget about it and get yeah, a yes. better idea between yeah. them. <laughs> it's very telling this uh, US title match. Um, mm-hmm. We're in kind of the same thing as the junior title match in a way. Uh, even though it wasn't, even though it wasn't uh, Bobby Lashley that couldn't participate, like you ended up having to do some uh, some fast stuff, and it's just funny how much better it seems like New Japan handled that. Yeah, yeah, this is just like a weird rush. Um, let's, I mean, let, we can let's start with we'll get there and we'll start with the first match go like through. I will say that like I think there are just two types of WWE pay per views. There's like the type where they don't have a story really to get to, so they'll just let everyone wrestle, and you'll get right. you might get a five star match out of this, like out of like a a backlash or a no mercy or whatever the pay per view after WrestleMania is. And then there's this kind of pay per view where they have a lot of story, so all the matches are like five minutes long, and none of them are particularly memorable. Like I, it's been a week. I had to like. Before uh, we got on the stream, I like read like a summary of the night just to jog my memory a little bit. Um, so that's what what this felt like. It felt like they were just getting the story done. The wrestling was mostly fine, but um, I wouldn't tell anybody to go out of their way for this. Uh, at Except all. for one thing. Yeah, I thought this first match was great. Yes, I will definitely agree with that. This was uh, the. The number one contender for the Universal title, uh, an Elimination Chamber match with Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, and Sami Zayn. Uh, five out of those six guys, excellent. You can throw right. them, you can tell them they're having a match five minutes from now and expect like three and a half stars minimum. Right. Yep. Yeah, and, and and they, I, I like, they made, I feel like they made a, uh, nod to the yous and me's and internet wrestling fans of the world by like getting rid of Corbin first. So like, you know, stuff can still happen. Cause then, I mean, it's the same thing. If Jay Uso is your weakest link, you got a pretty good, uh, you know, thing, 
thing going down. But I thought those were, I mean, it's two of my favorites. Um, doing doing great stuff. Cesaro looked incredible. Like it almost seems like they can't deny him. Yeah. Like no matter what they do, like he's gonna. He decided he's gonna get over on his own. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. uh, so he maybe he has a contract up or something else, but yeah, he's you know they didn't tell him to do a chin up on the yeah elimination chamber <laughs> ceiling. So yeah. Yeah, they, you know. they started the match with Daniel Bryan and Cesaro, right? I was like, okay, I we yeah. like finished our show, and then I towards the end of our show, I like had it on in the background, and like mm-hmm. the entrances were happening, and I wasn't really missing yeah. anything. And then I was like, okay, they're starting with Daniel Bryan and Cesaro, then I'll I'll definitely watch this pay per view. Uh, then Corbin came in, and I was like, hey, this is WWE. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, no shades, Corbin. I'll some other time maybe I'll defend King Corbin, um, but okay. You, you peaked. You're interested. I am. Okay. <laughs> He's not a guy you're going to get five star matches from, but nope. like when you got to fill two hours a week on SmackDown, he's the right guy to like be like an annoying heel that your top face, you know, humiliates every week. Like that's his role, and I'm fine with that, and that's why I'm okay with him being in this like elimination chamber because he's going to mingle with all the main event faces eventually. So why not have him tap out to Cesaro? Um, yeah, Cesaro I mean, looked like a freaking king for you know a little bit before he eventually gets eliminated. And I'll say this: unlike Evil, and not no. that Corbin's has ever had that level of accolade. No, someone coming in they they've protected Corbin enough, mm. despite his ridiculous getup. Yeah. Um, that you know, if uh, someone comes in tomorrow from the you know from NXT and beats Corbin on their first night. Yeah. Um, that still matters some. Yeah. You know, bit, like yeah. he's he's still always in an angle at least. Um or man, stop telling me I need an update. I know I need an update. <laughs> um but uh I'm afraid to have an update because this thing's twelve years old. Um but, or eight years old. But uh I you know, like I don't like him. But, I mean, he doesn't bother me. There are people... It's not like... I remember when the SmackDown 6 was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had some really shitty, unable-to-work big dudes. Like, whose name... You know... I, I mean, Heidenreich was around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, they could have made a million dollars off of Nathan Jones, but they didn't yeah. put any time into him. There was this other, you know... Uh, Another guy who looked like like Incredible Hulk, Jamie Noble, that was pushing a, a Kurt Angle around like Professor X in a wheelchair for a while. That couldn't couldn't work a lick, but they kept putting him in matches. Yeah, um, you know, there, there there was some six of the best wrestlers in the world and a lot of almosts. Yeah, um, <laughs> so you know, like uh, Corbin's not bad, and I sort of dug him in NXT. Yeah, but. Um, they just, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's just because that roster is so good, yeah. you know, like it, I would, it, in, if, if I have three hours of pay-per-view time, Corbin being on inevitably means that I may not be seeing Ricochet or, um, y- you know, somebody like that. Who's you know, uh, Cesaro up until now, Nakamura, you know, somebody who's on the cusp. You know, yeah. so that's my complaint with a guy like that. Uh, you know, he's not Yano that makes me feel like I'm being punished. 
But yeah, awesome match. Um, they really, yeah, great. yeah it, it was what, 30, almost 35 minutes of just like mm-hmm. mostly great wrestling. Um, yep. You got a little callback with Sami Zayn trying to make a partnership with Owens. Love that. Yep. Owens mm-hmm. fucking laughing at him when he Luva kicked um, one of the chambers. Mm-hmm. The um, there there was a great convolutions of the match being put together well in the mm-hmm. performance, which yeah. uh, usually you kind of have to settle for one or the other. Well, you're elated if you get the match being awesome, WWE. But um, you know, a lot of time with like the Royal Rumbles we were talking about, they were put together well. Yeah. Um, you know, but this was great. Uh, it made me want to see all these guys wrestle some more. Same, yeah. And I, I love Jey Uso being the last guy out in the last chamber. He's just sitting there, chilling mm-hmm. until his time was up. And, you know, the, he has his relationship with Roman Reigns. And, um, yeah. yeah. So, a very good match. This is definitely the best part of the show, um, I would say. Uh, yeah, he was... Uh, I like that Jey Uso is, like... We haven't gotten away from wrestling from kind of the heater. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just brought back almost or whatever, but we seldom have, uh, by normal WWE logic, as far as like scale, uh, you know, Roman Reigns would be Jey Uso's heater. Yeah. But I, I like that, uh, to use old pro wrestling rhetoric, that Jey Uso is um, the Iron Anderson to Roman Reigns, Ric Flair. He's like his policeman, he's the mm-hmm. guy who, like, you know, uh, is there to soften him up or prevent him from getting, you know, the gold, you know, yeah, definitely. So I, I, I enjoy that. I, I mean, it's all Paul Heyman, everything, mm-hmm. uh, that is good, uh, about this particular angle is, is Paul Heyman, you know, yeah. like he's even become known to the point where we were talking about, uh, Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. you knew that, um, you know, Goldberg's wrestling, you know, Paul Heyman is going to be aging. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I loved this match. This is, was a, um, I watched it. I, I watched it with KMC and it was like, kind of, it was fun because this was the, this was a match full of guys that we would have driven to Philadelphia to see in 2006, you yeah. know, or, uh, you know, those, those were some of the coolest times of my life where, me and Tiny and like KMC and my buddy Steve Mossberg would mm-hmm. watch the Boston show of Ring of Honor, jump in our cars and drive overnight to uh, to Morristown, New Jersey to go see the Philadelphia shows. You yeah. know, like it was great. And it was all those guys, Kevin Steen, um, Sami Zayn, of course, mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan, my favorite. Yes. Um, and Cesaro, a close follow-up. Who, you know, as awesome as Cesaro is, like... He was part of one of the best heel factions ever in uh, in Chikara. So um, the Das Bruchef. Um So you know they could. Uh, granted, it was a little comic book Nazi adjacent. You know yeah. they were a, a European uh, faction of of you know bad guys who stood very similar to Walter's faction. In, yeah, um, I was going to say, they kept Walter's faction, so I feel like, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, I, but, um, yeah, it's just cool, 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 great guy. Uh, I, I don't know if I've showed you, but I have a picture of me meeting 
uh, Daniel Bryan where I'm so nervous that it looks like he's way more excited to meet me <laughs> than I am to meet him. Uh, you know, and Cesaro was just great. I've said it a hundred times. I can't, as a dude and a wrestler, you know, he made an impact on me. I'm sure he wouldn't be able to pick me out of a, a, a lineup, but he'd show up to every Chikara show, dress like a million bucks, shake the hand of the guy who, you know, writes the comic book that has nothing to do with the show, goes over and shakes the concession stand, people's hand, ta- talks like on a multi-show. Yeah. Oh, would you just stay? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like just great, <laughs> great, great dude, drinking coffee, you know, running around with a bag of, uh, he, he was like, who showed me, uh, uh, sativa uh, <laughs> like you know so like uh, just just a super making fun of how excited everybody was that a boston market was in proximity uh, like that was great food but like yeah like i am so excited it would be one thing if they pushed him but like i said i'm getting this feeling where i'm like he like must have like walked into the locker room one day and saw kevin steen brian danielson and all these other guys and been like Whoa. well they i can lose all the time yeah, but I can have a great match, you know, and that just kind of seemed what's going, and and you know he's getting over. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, despite that, yeah, he they definitely don't give him enough of a shot, but I think uh, they've been yeah. featuring him more lately, which is like a really good sign. I uh, agree. Maybe something will happen with that, even if it's like the U.S. or IC title reign or something like that. Oh, yeah, and I, and he's got he's got ten years, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because if we're paying attention to the 2012 uh, WWE and the 2021 WWE, it's all the same dudes at the top of the show. Yep. So, <laughs> so he's got he's got some time to yeah, <laughs> you know, like uh, Miz and Edge and Bobby True. Lashley is back, which is a weird. He looks exactly the same. Yeah, like, I yeah, would have yeah. thought that they kept him in a cryogenic universal soldier cage if, if <laughs> right. um, i didn't watch him the impact. <laughs> yeah but i mean that was when that was going on that was the coolest thing on him it was that was basically the hurt business yeah pretty you much know, with uh trading out um uh kenny king for uh uh, what's his face from north carolina i am the best podcaster on earth <laughs> 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 I know I remember nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know where this dude's fucking from, but I can't remember his name. MVP? Uh, which I know. Uh, um, Who else is in the hurt business? Uh, well, there's Shelton Benjamin and. Um, right. Lashley, MVP, Benjamin. And who. Oh, I can't even remember who the last guy is. God. Ah. Uh, this he won. Like, he he had a great match. Uh, he got signed based on an incredible match he had at the Cruiserweight Class. Oh, uh, Cedric Alexander. There we Cedric go. Cedric Alexander. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not even from North Carolina. He's from uh, where Ric Flair is from, anyway. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't even. Know. I had that wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm an idiot. But like, yeah. So um, again, this roster shouldn't. This should be. Forget about the um, the bandwidth they have. Yeah, this should be the best show in wrestling, far and away. Right, and somehow um, it is not. <laughs> yeah, it's just the opposite, and, yeah. and it's it doesn't seem from lack of trying from a lot of things. But yeah. this, I, I mean, just having this Roman Reigns angle should have beefed him up in the same way of Brock coming back that first time. Mm-hmm. It's a hot, good angle, but 
there just seems to be so much more to rehab, and I'm not positive why that is. Yeah. Pandemic. I mean, I guess we're going to probably say um, everybody's in a holding pattern right now, but. Yeah. Just waiting for, just holding off on these big matches before you can get people to pay for them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, right after the Elimination Chamber match, uh, Roman Reigns came out to challenge the winner, and he beat Daniel Bryan by referee decision in about 90 seconds. Uh, but this, it was a very good 90 seconds. It was. This job <laughs> is my favorite old-school wrestling angle. Yeah. I used it in 1989 in my backyard wrestling league. <laughs> I used it in 2000-something in my very nerdy uh, adult backyard wrestling league. Yeah. I used it in the semi-main event of one of the wrestling shows that I did in a hardcore uh, match. Uh, it is one of two of my favorite uh, gimmicks of all time. I love it. I booked Joey Tron to beat uh, Quadruple H. I mean, uh, Quadruple S, Super Sexy Swing and Smith uh, for uh, the world title when uh, Joey Tron politely came out and asked him if he could challenge him for the title if he wins and uh super sexy swinging smith said anytime yeah <laughs> so after a uh 40 minute match with bullet uh joey tron came out and uh you know picked the the remains of super sexy swinging smith but i love it i, I did yeah. it i've done it a million times <laughs> i love it when it happens i was excited as soon as daniel Bryan, as soon as they didn't cut away Mm-hmm. for some backstage shenanigans as they were raising the cage. I was hip hip to their jive, and I <laughs> love this. I, I'll, I'll never get sick of it. I wasn't sick of it. Uh, you know, I loved it when they did it to poor, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Dusty Rhodes. I loved it when CM Punk won, uh, both CM Punk and Edge won the Money in the Bank mm-hmm. uh, thing in that way. Uh, you know, that's the only thing. It's funny, again... The only thing that hurt this is that they did it twice. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's like they weren't, uh, the writers for the two shows weren't talking to each other for some reason. Right. Uh, it's kind of a, yeah, this is, I like that um, Reigns event went right for the spear, and Daniel Bryan put him in uh, uh, the yes lock, like, immediately, and then just got his, his ass stomped because he had just wrestled a 35-minute match, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Just perfect heel stuff. It was, you know, a great Great little moment, and then it was mostly just the setup edge uh, coming in and challenging Reigns for WrestleMania. Yeah, this the, this whole whispering in each other's ear thing is is cool, I think. Like, but you know, it doesn't it doesn't sustain yeah. my interest. Like the the next morning, I thought it was cool. This match illustrates everything I love about Daniel Bryan because I have a pretty good grasp on wrestling from all sides. I feel, yeah. and I still can't tell you how he got into a yes lock from the spear. Yeah. Um, but it looked flawless. It looked like a special effect. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and I love Brian and always have because uh, I'd watch him destroy people in Ring of Honor and, yeah. like, like make it look like they like were dying, like that their chest was caved in and their arms, you know, they shouldn't be able to lift a coffee cup. Just milling around backstage at Chikara Ring of Honor, like, okay. Like, yeah. you know, just, you know, like it was, it, I, I didn't, I felt like I understood the magic trick, but didn't understand how he did, yeah. he did his stuff. And, and this was a reminder. Cause like, I, I remember like feeling like the stream skipped or something. Cause I was like, 
I, what's what just happened? Like they didn't have the 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 testicular fortitude to have him tap out and win it again tomorrow on right. uh or, or next week on SmackDown. That's where the money is, but whatever. Yeah, but yeah it was the, still cool. Yeah, it was great to see Daniel Bryan get like a moment to shine. Um, I, I wonder what he'll do at Mania, but you know they got they got a slot edge in somewhere. And I guess this makes as much sense as anything. Hopefully like, Cesaro. What? Oh yeah, actually that yeah, that makes sense. Or yeah. or Jey Uso. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean I feel like they're going to be doing a lot of Jey Uso. I mean, there's two weeks in a row mm-hmm. of Jey Uso. Um, it's so funny. It sounds like I watch SmackDown, but uh, I just listen to people talk about SmackDown all morning. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Like um, Jay, you know that seems to be a lot. But who knows? They did done. You know, this is the first time in front of a crowd, so I feel like they're gonna try to mm. make something happen. But and it's two nights. Yeah. But who knows? You know, you, we do have some time to do some stuff. I mean, there was nothing. I mean, I can't imagine they would do this a lot with WrestleMania, but. I woke up not knowing what any of the other matches were on Elimination Chamber. Yeah, me neither. Actually, I didn't even know the main event uh, was happening. Yeah. Um, it was weird because I, I'd heard an, an Elimination Chamber match with all former champions, and then mm-hmm. I saw this one, and I like for whatever reason in my brain, I was like, oh yeah, those are the same match, whatever. I don't know why right. I'm starting with the thing that should be the main event, but oh well. And then I kind of got pleasantly, or yeah, pleasantly surprised uh, watching mm-hmm. the rest of the night. Um, so yeah, not much to say about that minute and a half match, other than it was maybe the best minute and a half match you could have hoped for. Um, yep. I want more from Reigns and Daniel Bryan eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next match was the uh, United States title with Bobby Lashley, John Morrison, and Riddle. Uh, the one name wonder. Uh, mm-hmm. And Riddle won the title, and it was under 10 minutes. But I yeah, thought it was, so, it was good to, like, to show Bobby Lashley being like a monster. Mm-hmm. I agree. It managed to do two things. It managed to kind of get him, get the belt off him and didn't didn't hurt him at all. Yeah. Um, I, I, I am befuddled by their booking of, uh, of Matt Riddle. You know, that what yeah. they've... They made money off Ronda Rousey. They made money off Kurt Angle. They made money off a little bit of money off Dan Severin, and they made money off Ken Shamrock. Yeah. Um, why they're not, you know, using this guy in the same way they used him in NXT at least is befuddling to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, it probably has. To, I mean, in my opinion, a guy who has like a, a civil lawsuit. Uh, regarding sexual assault, should not be winning a title. That seems like a. Even, I'm not not even from a moral perspective, but from a di- from like a legal perspective, that seems real dicey with the headlines. Like yeah, go your way. yeah, yeah um, it's true. I, I think I, I'm not. I'm always like I don't know. Like this is an apology I I shouldn't have to make, but yeah. what I will say is that that I felt like a lot of sources have debunked that. Yeah, to a degree, where if it, it, it's probably harder to see in a vacuum, but where you look at Velveteen Dream, mm. where a lot of sources did the opposite and they would just stayed on like a holding pattern with him. Yeah, you know, like I feel like they're confident um, that he's innocent yeah. for whether he is or not. Like I, I feel like they definitely are. I also feel like another weird part is isn't his contract 
coming he, up? He just renewed it, actually. Okay. Right? So, yeah, I was like, I, it just, it, it seems weird to me that they would push him in this way just because, like, it, who knows how that's going to go, even though I'm sure if they're doing this, they must know something that, like, we don't or the public doesn't, right. you know? Yeah, it's, it's also weird from a dumb writing point of view because they didn't book it in a way that Riddle almost overcome Lashley every time and was just, I just yeah. need this. There's a great, it was J.J. Dillon that did it with Jack Briscoe, I think. Mm. Maybe Dory Funk. It was uh, in like the, the uh, uh, Blanchard's like Houston thing. And they did a thing where uh, Dillon was just like a mid-card like babyface and he had a match on TV with um, uh, with I, I think it was um, Briscoe, Jack Briscoe. And he didn't beat him, yeah. But he almost beat him a few times, right? You know what I mean? And you know, like you know, they came on TV and said, "I was so close." Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and they did a house show loop, which you know, it's one of the only times I guess JJ sold out that you know JJ made you believe, and the bookie made you believe that this guy could beat Briscoe. Yeah, you know, so uh, or or. Or Funk. It was one of those grappling NWA champions of the 70s. But, um, uh, you know, like, they never had, like, Bobby Lash. I was this close. No, yeah. he showed up and got tapped out in two minutes every single time. Yeah. The propulsion of this angle is from sheer behind-the-curtain belligerence. There's no logic to why yeah. Matt Riddle should even be in the conversation. You know? like. Yeah. But he won. He kept showing up till he won. It's yeah. almost like a heel thing. Yeah. Except he's the face in this uh, thing, yeah. And, I mean, he also won like a heel. He took the, the crushes and beat the crap out of him in order to yeah. get the win. Mm -hmm. Like Kenny Morrison, I believe, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just don't, um, I don't understand. I, I'm not that guy that's still hanging on to faces and heels. Yeah, me too. But, like, I also don't think... Uh, I, 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 there's a difference between Shades of Grey and everybody acting like a fucking bad guy. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm. That's a good way of putting it. That's also, like, it's one of my primary problems with AEW uh, some of the time. Um, but this is also one of those situations where I'm like, I don't know who I was supposed to root for. Um, it seemed like it was... Two guys who were heels and one guy who acted like a heel in order to win, which right. is a weird uh, message uh, to every wrestling match to like, end on. It was cute if you go back and watch. There's a very cute baby or something in, yeah. uh, on the one of the <laughs> monitors, and you see Riddle go, oh, that's a cute baby. <laughs> Keep doing his, his uh, foghorn leghorn strut up yeah. the aisle. Uh, so. Nice. All right. Uh, uh, should we go to the next match? I, 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 we should, but um, I don't even know why it happened or what was transpired yeah. or why. Like, I don't know either. It seemed like a weird thing that should have happened on SmackDown, but uh, I guess they had to kill some time. And also, they're the planned women's women's match uh, couldn't happen, so True. they had uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Uh, for some reason, and sure, 
<laughs> I mean, it's, it's cool because, you know, Sasha in Bel Air is the obvious match, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, like, it, it makes sense. and But they didn't really do anything with it. They didn't. No. They set it up uh, the uh, following show. Keep, I'm going to say this quick and uh, as eloquently as I can. Mm-hmm. Keep, you don't need to have a romance triangle in your women's professional wrestling angle. Yeah. You don't. You do not. You're not making... Uh, you don't even have to make a feminist statement. You're not making a, a, an elite athlete statement by having Sasha Banks be befuddled by someone that has a crush on her or is stalking her yeah. or whatever else. That's what you did when you were filling up time in between Brian Panties matches with not talented with not wrestlers, with just models. Yeah. You know, Sasha Banks is an elite athlete, a great wrestler. It is regressive to have this be anything. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's uh, also it, weird because it's not even it's Carmela's Somalia who, you know, was right. her was the person in, uh, interfering and he has nothing to do with his match. She has nothing nope. to do with this match, so it's just like a random thing. I feel like we're going to get Carmella and, uh, and I'm not complaining. I, I actually would be happy about it, but I feel like this is a long way around to go to Carmella and Sasha again at, uh, at Fastlane. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. It's just kind of silly. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the positive thing, uh, Reginald was the most relatable wrestler to me just for a minute. Because I'm sure if I knew Sasha Banks, I would try too hard to impress her and ruin her life. So, right. Yeah, no, it's true. I was like, that That's that feels real. So that's nice. Yeah. Match, not really memorable. There's no Nothing. I can't it. remember a single thing. Yeah. Four people, it, I think, like, are very good at what they do. And I mm-hmm. just don't at all, you know. Nope. I'm sure We Sasha didn't even did. get... Go ahead. Uh, we didn't even get a severe anal injury from uh, <laughs> yeah. from Nia Jax this time. Like that's <laughs> her, her new my hole. that the man won't let her use. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like, yeah, there's nothing to. It was just all distraction, and the sad part is where you have a gimmick with some longevity with Camilla mm-hmm. and her her uh, servant, I guess, for lack of a you know, whatever they're trying to sell, her uh, concierge. And uh, I feel like there is at least a 60-40 chance that he's going to show up and screw Bianca Belair so they can have some sort of face-heel dynamic going into Mania. They can't just have two elite African American women athletes yeah. having a great match, which will probably, which could steal one of the shows if not the whole weekend. Yeah. They have to make it. I mean, Sasha can Sasha in the same way Okada can. It's easy to turn it up a little mm-hmm. and have her be the heel in the ring. Yep. You yeah. know, have her be. I'm the boss. You're. You need to beat me. I don't need to. I. You know, I beat you. Nothing changes. It's just holding pattern with me. I came in the best. I beat you, and I'm still the best. Um, there's a great old uh, when Roy Jones Jr., one of my favorite boxers of all time, moved up in weight. Mm. Um, he moved back down to a, a light heavyweight match and got knocked out pretty readily. Um, and he, it was 
people were all over it because they said it was the most prickish thing, but it was so true. And it's why I love that Okada dynamic when he's at his best and he starts being a little healy. Yeah. Roy Jones says, I didn't even remember. I, I didn't even remember. Uh, how do you say? It? He goes, I thought I was fighting somebody else this morning. I didn't even <laughs> remember who this is. Yeah. You know, it's not a big deal for me to beat him. Yeah. This guy trained his whole life and to beat Roy Jones. Yeah. Like the story is uh, not this guy. The story is all the other guys that trained their whole life to beat Roy Jones and couldn't. You know, if you've like trained that. your whole life, yeah. you know, you should be the best. And Sasha Banks can turn that on. You know, Charlotte can too. But Charlotte, I think, is a much better heel. I think Sasha Banks' size makes it so that she can do both. But, like, you know, they're not going to let. I'm excited for that match at WrestleMania, but they're going to overbook it to the yeah. moon. Yeah. I hope they let that for the match itself. I hope that, it, you know, they let it speak for itself. But I, the road to WrestleMania is always very bumpy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's always really just like, I mean, it starts in January and goes until like April. So they got to right. fill 10 hours a week with mm-hmm. whatever. So they just throw every idea out there. And yep. not all of them are very good. It's um, a f- it's it's full of a lot of head scratching and pointing at signs. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's sign pointing season. <laughs> um, so yeah, and the the sort of the main event essentially uh, for this show was the WWE title elimination chamber with Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles with almost um, Jeff Hardy, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, and Sheamus. Um, a good match. Didn't, yep, not as good as the the one that opened the show. Yep, not at all. I mean, you couldn't be. But uh, I really like Drew McIntyre. Me too. I, I feel comfortable, like, his selling, his, like, he has this weird innate ability that maybe Sting, but I can't think of another guy that he can be the monster for AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. And the selling white meat baby face for like Randy Orton or, or Brock Lesnar or somebody else. And that's not an easy, you know, thing to do, especially in a match like this where you're, you know, getting back and forth. And, uh, he looked a hundred percent convincing when he killed everybody. And he looked a hundred convincing when he like had snot coming out of his nose and was breathing heavily when he was Mm -hmm. like on the ground after getting killed. Like, I think he's a treasure and, uh, Seamus, who I am a fan of, uh, maybe just by uh, loyalty to my uh, 75% Irish heritage um, <laughs> and uh, pale skin, uh, they, um, which this is my Seamus light, by the way. <laughs> uh, uh, I said this to you as I was, I was watching it. Seamus needs better cardio, I think. I don't know what the deal is or if he hasn't been back, but yeah. he looked as tired as everybody that had been in there for all, the whole time. After just that. a few minutes, yeah, you know, um, but like, yeah, I liked, I liked uh, I, what I like about Elimination Chamber. It, of old, I was able to enjoy it on this element from not watching it all the time because people change alignment so fast now. Mm-hmm. Is that getting to see Sheamus versus AJ? Yeah, you know, like that was cool, and you know, like I, I don't know, like I thought, I thought the whole Amos thing where he snuck into the ring was cool and yeah um but like yeah i don't i don't i don't love you know and this just wasn't as good i mean i don't know like i hate to say it but like 
uh, I had had my fill of Randy Orton. Yeah. And Jeff Hardy many years ago. Same. You know? Jeff Hardy's a guy where, like, he's still pretty good for what he he can do, but I'm always super worried that he's just going to just explode at any given moment and just collapse and, you know, be done. Um, And, like, his moves don't really look like his moves anymore. They're just kind of, like, they're, like, they're not the shape of... It's like calling, like, someone drawing, like, an oval and calling it, like, a circle. Like, it's just, like... Yeah, that's well said. I guess that's a whisper in the wind. He he did a right. twirly thing off the mm-hmm. top of the cage onto some people, right. so that's what it's called now. But yeah, yeah, know. yeah. It's um, I mean, I I think he's gonna fall apart because he was held together by drugs, bad decisions, and <laughs> yeah. uh, psychedelic new battle songs for uh, <laughs> all those years. Like um, I'll, he he was ruined for me. When he showed up at a Ring of Honor show, mm. um, had recently said he didn't love wrestling anymore. So all the hardcore fans booed him, yeah. um, and he didn't have any. He didn't like. I don't want to say ruined, but it will always stick with me that a guy who had been around for as long as he had didn't have any. He was rattled, mm. you know. He was just he didn't. He never put it together. He was like you know, the match was going on and he was always had one eye interacting with people that were booing him, you know, and not yeah. in like a heel way, like just a rattled way. Yeah. So, you know, and then the famous sting match, uh, right. or sting not match. Like I just am not like, uh, my enjoyment of him comes strictly like how I was talking about, you know, not watching it was that if I had to, there would be an innate anxiety if I was excited about anything that Jeff Hardy was, uh, crucial in if I knew yeah. that he was going to be crucial in it. Yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, there's that, and you're right. Orton is a bit overexposed. Like, I'll, he's 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 great, but it's also like I don't, you know, I'm glad he was the first person eliminated, and by Kofi, which is right. very cool. But I don't yep. need him. You know, he he just needs to show up and do some RKO's, and he basically mm-hmm. did that. So right. You know. I mean, if you look at a lot of, I mean. His closest parable is John Cena or The Undertaker. Yeah. And Undertaker coming into a match like this in 2002, and Undertaker coming, if he would come into a match and, you know, could come into a match in 2021, is not the same Undertakers. You know, they're they're still the tombstone. Mm -hmm. But think about the different finishers that he's had Mm -hmm. over the years. Think about uh, John Cena's, you know, I've never prescribed to the five moves of doom because i always see him do add new things you yeah. know like in, in in wrestle in the same way like the rock did wrestle the match that the guy he was fighting had yeah um and uh but randy orton's exactly the, the legend killer randy orton is and essentially evolution randy orton and this randy orton are exactly the same that's yeah that's a good point yeah, he doesn't evolve really. He just kind of, he is, and he's like very athletic. He's very good at what he does, but it, it does feel like a static character that's kind of right. just trapped. <laughs> he's trapped he in the universe, just shifting through time. I mean, we we fell for it, even though we were irritated by it, and it was only a year. How yeah. did you not stand up when that Rainmaker 
came out in the Will Ospreay Okada match. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, like, think about, I mean, granted, he's a heel, and that's not what you want to do, but, like, I mean, it's it's shining back to the old territory thing. Like you know, Jim Cornette always says, um, "Send a you know send a guy away to learn a new hold." Yeah. yeah, you know, and he's been there the whole time. Same as the Miz. Like you know, like that match is the same. So you take Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy, and it's like, you know, going to see Disco Hell at the Lucky Dog. Like yeah. I, you know, that they play that song from the seventies that I liked when I was a little kid. Very good. But it's that same fucking song. Yeah. Like, you know, like the, and it's not, I'll, I'll give credit where credit is due other than Jeff Hardy being pretty sloppy as you illustrated. It's not that much worse, but yeah. it's the same. I don't, I don't care about it anymore. Cause they were like, even though Jeff Hardy left, uh, or stayed, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. in, in a, and how can I miss you if you don't go away? I agree. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a you're right. He, he never really went away, and it's uh, he's basically the same. Um, which, yeah, you're right. Cena like once better workers came along, mm-hmm. Cena like added to his repertoire until he you know he's he's too tied up in movie insurance to do wrestling anymore. But Orton's still here right. doing the same. Like he added the punt maybe partway through his like career, and that was about it for him. Right. I remember being excited in 2005 about the Garvin stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know. There's a reason that I can't remember anything about uh, all the times that um, Randy Orton and John Cena fought. But I have fond memories of the hundreds of times that Randy Orton and seemingly hundreds of times that Randy Orton and Edge fought. Yeah. You know, so uh, Angle and. Uh, or young John Cena and all those things. It just is not a, I don't know, like there's not uh, nothing nothing going on. I, I don't have a favorite. My favorite Randy Orton um, thing is him coming up from FCW as a baby face. Like I don't have a favorite Randy Orton era because it's, it's there's no break yeah. in it. I have favorite moments, but I wouldn't say I have a favorite match mm-hmm. or, um, you know, a favorite, yeah, a favorite era either. Just kind of do you have favorite it. moments or do you have favorite RKOs? Uh, favorite RKOs, yes, but also moments because okay. I also liked when he burned uh, Bray Wyatt's shack down. Um, I was like, <laughs> I like, not not the fire when he burned Bray Wyatt himself when they they had that feud b- the, before the bug match and he burned down the shack that like Sister Abigail lived in or whatever. Um, I was like texting friends like I'm in Randy Orton band for life now. And then, like it was, it went real south on me real quick. Uh, yeah, projected maggot south. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that he just, so, yeah. he just did too. He just rolled out of the ring and waited for the projection to be over, like a sensible person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this match was hurt by the fact that Kofi was extra and AJ Styles was extra, mm-hmm. so they did their job. Uh, this match was probably was designed for the shameless and. Drew McIntyre angle, but more importantly, to bring Drew McIntyre to where he ended up, mm-hmm. but still look awesome. Yeah, and he did look awesome. They mm-hmm. they gave him like a really gutsy, um, impressive win where he he eliminated, he eliminated two people, but like he looked strong throughout, but also struggled, especially towards the end with AJ like hitting him with like all kinds of aerial moves. Mm-hmm. 
I love that. Like uh, again, you know, AJ's got the styles clash, right? But mm-hmm. like, you know, now he's doing that that knockout elbow, and it looks awesome every time. You know, yeah. which he's done it forever, but it wasn't a finisher. It was just a you know. Yeah. And AJ's been there for a couple years, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, like, uh, I don't know, like. Think about how many different Cesaros we've gotten in the time yeah, that he's right. been there versus how many Randy Orton's Apex Predator. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. There's not, it's not my jam. Yeah. It's, Randy Orton is the nickelback of pro wrestling for me right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's, he's like, he's like <laughs> Radiohead for me. I see you, like, every time you hear a wrestler, like, talk about who, they're, who they think the best in the world is, they, they, it's Randy Orton. When like Ray Mysterio was like, who do you think? Or when someone asked Ray Mysterio, who's what's a wrestler your son should look up to? He's like, oh, Randy Orton, obviously. And it's like, I as a fan, I'm like, I don't get it. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like, it's like something is inherently great there, but it doesn't move me in my heart. So yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. no, I get it. Good comparison. When um, uh, I worked at the Lucky Dog when I can't remember the name of the album, but the the it was the first album after. Okay, computer came out. Oh, Kid A. Um, Kid A, yeah. And so me and the owner of the Lucky Dog, who's the bass player of the Deadites, Eric Godin, woke up, went to the strawberries down the street from where we lived, and went to go listen to Kid A at the Lucky Dog on the yeah. big sound system, right? Uh-huh. Um, I got to return mine because I hadn't opened it. Yet. <laughs> uh, Eric, um, Eric took his, took it out of the CD player. Um, kicked the back door open and threw it into Green Street. <laughs> so uh, that was the death of Radiohead for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, band's got three three guitar players in it. And nobody's playing guitar. I yeah. don't get me stuck. It's like yeah, I know. But uh, I I think that um like uh thank God the Muse came to be a much better Radiohead. Mm. Um, but like um I I just don't. It's just not for me, right? Like yeah. I I and it's gotten to the point where. I would have said that, uh, like, two months ago, I might have said that Randy Orton is the creed of pro wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing the matter with it. I just don't like it. Like, I understand yeah. why people like their dumb cover and everything else. But, like, um, uh, you know, I actively dislike everything about Nickelback. Yeah. Uh, I don't like their songs. I don't like the way that guy sings. I don't like his giant... You know, I don't like his weird Avril Lavigne relationship, which somehow <laughs> seems really inappropriate to me. I don't like his fucking weird horse face. Yeah. Like, I don't like Why the long face, Nickelback? But, yeah. like, I, I don't, I just don't like it. And, and Randy Orton has got there for me. And I, I, my argument to when people say that, I'm stealing this from Dave Meltzer, and I agree 100%. If Randy Orton is the best wrestler in the world, and it's not Kenny Omega, and it's not. Um, it's not uh, Okada. Yeah. What is the litmus? Yeah. What? Where are the great matches? Who looks better after a Randy Orton match that didn't look that way before? Yeah, that's fair. And, and there's just none. I don't get it. Yeah. I like. It. You know. I feel like I I get why on a very basics level he's. And he's a very athletic. It's an explosive, but it also it doesn't add up to something exciting. So like nope, as a fan, as, if I were like learning to wrestle, I would watch his stuff and like like a hawk. Uh, mm-hmm. But as just someone who wants to enjoy the stuff, 
I'm kind of like, sure, okay. And yeah, but I mean, somebody made the argument that he's too good, so it looks too easy. Um, I wouldn't agree with that. <laughs> I don't either. But I mean, you know, again, that's another, I guess, another cog in the in the ongoing Randy Orton conversation. But I just, I don't know. Like, it's just, yeah. even, even if he did everything he did now and somehow made it a little more interesting, yeah. it's still not my my right. jam so it's it's tough for me to to not t- to be vested in any way other than irritated i like i i think he has a good aura yeah when he was walking around looking into all the chambers but like you also didn't have anyone selling it i, I don't know what the right thing to do but like he looked shitty coming in and like being the apex predator mm-hmm. and Kofi Kingston make fun of him, making fun of him because his quads look good. <laughs> love that though. You know, and everybody just laughing at that for sure. Yeah. And everybody just laughing at him, you yeah. know, like, uh, he's too, I don't know. He could, at this point, the fact that there is a him and a Miz and they're always in danger of being, uh, the main event is like almost like a threat. To me from, from the yeah. world wrestling entertainment yeah <laughs> like it's like something looming over my professional wrestling head that every time i think it's not possible yeah you know wrestlemania has miz or that or randy orton in a prominent spot yeah um yeah so a good elimination chamber match and let's get to the miz uh since you brought him up and he cashed yeah. his money in the bank briefcase um i will say this about the miz over randy orton at least he's an excellent promo um, mm-hmm. So, like, I'll take that over Orton slowly talking. Yeah, you know? right. I agree. I, I won't disagree with that. It's it's. I think they made one misstep here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a perfect amount after however long that elimination chamber was and how good he was selling of Bobby Lashley beating up Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre hit the ring right as the cage was going to beat the hell out of. Uh, gave a really good beating. Uh, to Drew McIntyre, right? Yeah. Uh, the Miz is such a chicken shit that while I did appreciate the 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 kick out, and mm-hmm. I guess it was probably more because of time constraints. In the Miz being maybe the only one in the roster for this, you could have had a little more of a match just to differentiate it from what we already saw. Yeah, I agree. Earlier in the night, you know, like. You could have had, uh, you know, you don't want to have Miz not lose after getting Claymore kicked or uh, um, Future Shock DDT'd, but, um, you know, you could have had, even if he was fighting from under, some more Drew McIntyre offense, which would have cemented what they were trying to build in the Elimination Chamber, would have cemented Miz being a piece of shit more, and would have differentiated it from the end. I agree, yeah. It was just very sudden. It, uh, Cage match has it at 28 seconds, and he basically, that makes sense, he kicked out, uh, Miz hit his finisher, and then he became WWE champion uh, again. Um, yeah. It was, you know, I, I'm pretty sure this somehow leads to uh, Miz uh, losing the title to Lashley um, along the way, and then we get Lashley, Drew McIntyre, or a triple threat, fast lane, whatever, because I don't think they're going to have Miz... Uh, interact with Bad Bunny at two pay-per-views in a row in back- backstage segments and not have them have a match. Yeah, um, it's sad but true, my friend. Sad yeah. but true. <laughs> I think that um, 
uh, I, I think that there's just like it's very it's become very obvious to me what's the matter with the WWE. Yeah, and it's just it's funny the WWE as a whole has the same problem as New Japan's uh, cruiserweight. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah, Randy Orton should be New G. Randy Orton and Miz should be. Eugene Nagata now. Yeah. <laughs> like I agree, yeah. You know. Uh or Kojima. Like they, they, they can be competitive, they can have matches, they can be in angles, but they shouldn't be at the front of the card. Yeah, they should be in the secondary title picture. Uh or right. tag titles. Uh yeah. You know. They should be beaten if beating anybody, guys that they you know, are are building or getting rid of, you know. They right. sh- they should be, you know, the team of Randy Orton and the Miz should be beating the ex- extension or something. You know, the last night you see them, but losing to, uh, are they calling them Uwa Nation again? Uh, Apollo Cruz yeah, and right. you know and and whoever he's going to be aligned with. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Uh, the dumb, uh, the dumb. Uh, we've switched them back and forth now between a manga type faction and a uh, manga type yeah. faction and a, uh, a, a Tifa type faction yeah, three times. Like, guys, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like you need that. And it's something that New Japan does very well. Uh, you know, you got the Young Lions. You, you have to, you, you got to fight your way through the thing to, you know, and then mm-hmm. stay up there. Yeah. You know, uh, and there's a very few guys, you know, Katsuki Kasaki. Uh, that can go early in the show and fight Homa um, and then fight the champ later on in the year. Um, It's because he's awesome. And Mm. unfortunately, none of the people in question, uh, you know, despite the, what the opening of the Miz's song might want you to believe are (laughs) awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the, it's like they're, it's like they're making their, uh, there's, they're very in love with name recognition Mm-hmm. So their top guys are, they're aging, all of them. Um, right. I'm not going to do the math on the uh, average age of everyone in this elimination, elimination chamber match, but it's pretty pretty up there for yeah. the event of a wrestling show. Um, and then you look at like, well, some, and then you have, we, we basically have to wait until somebody's 40 before they start main eventing regularly. Right. And then, Well, I mean, that's always been the way it is, but yeah. It's not that it, I mean again, like I don't think because uh, Suzuki is any worse. No, yeah. I don't even think Kojima is that much thing. You know, Muda yeah. just won a major belt. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the problem is is that they're just not good. It's not yeah. an age thing. You know, the Ric Flair was thirty eight or th- in between thirty five right. and thirty eight years old when I hated him. And I, I, I loved him and I didn't realize it. And I was so angry that he was beating everyone yeah. on every wrestling show I had. Yeah. I had all these, I had, he was showing up on my Texas wrestling show Saturday morning, yeah. but he was awesome. Yeah. You know, you, you, you had to be in your thirties at that time, late thirties, early forties to figure out what was going on. Yeah. Like now, so I'm Randy Orton, right? Mm-hmm. I've got hurt a million times. If I wrestle, a two-star match, if I wrestle for 40 minutes against Edge, if I just beat some 
Jamoke with an RKO right away, I still get paid the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's no benefit at all. And and he, he literally seems to be the to the point of almost breaking the third wall of aware of like all the parody and the booking and stuff like that. So he doesn't do anything more than he has to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like uh, the, the WWE and the new Japan uh, light heavyweight division needs uh, more Jer and less Mars. Like really at the end of the day, yeah. like, <laughs> like less, less creaky old timers and more, more hungry young tigers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was my point with the age. It's like, they're not, it's not that they're bad, right? Except for arguably Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. But like, maybe Sheamus, depending on if he can get his cardio up. Uh, but it's just like, you wind up with like a mid card that's just amazing wrestlers who are doing whatever every other week, you know, while Randy Orton's on getting, you know, 45 minutes a, a week to burn Bray Wyatt's body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And bully people backstage. Like yeah. I, I just don't get it. Like yeah, I don't either. I want to fight him. Call him. Yeah. <laughs> <I'll> call. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll we'll have him uh, join the chat next week. And we'll, <laughs> yeah. We'll fight him together. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was. I. I. I don't know. Like. I'm usually more excited and maybe more forgiving about at the road to WrestleMania, but um. Yeah. Uh, I think that the awesomeness of this first match and then the identical endings, I guess, kind of just brought it down for me. Yeah. I I just think this wasn't a memorable pay-per-view. I think I felt like even the stuff that was, like, memorable was, like, just the the every wrestler kind of doing their own, their, their, their shit, getting their shit right. done, and then uh-huh. cashing the check. Um, right. You know, like, two, right. of the, two out of the, or three out of the matches were... Uh, Really, actually, four were under ten minutes long, um, right? So it, there wasn't much to this pay per view other than moving chess pieces around until we're set up for fast lane, which is just going to move the pieces around a little bit more, right. set them up for WrestleMania. And there was the illusion of shortness because of the card length yeah. on paper, but it was the same old long show. Yeah, it was weirdly long, um, probably because everybody's entrance is uh, twenty minutes now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so, I mean, we're not going to recommend this one, but hey, we'll, nope. we'll, uh, we'll come back. Try to, to find week. that first match. Yeah, <laughs> find that first match. That'll be, uh, I mean, the talent in that match, aces. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, we're yeah. going to talk AEW Revolution, same time, I believe. Can't uh, wait. Six on yep. Monday. We'll yep, do it. should be great. And yeah. speaking of old, I have to go because I have a cramp from podcasting. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, good All talking right. to you, Thanks, dude. Thanks, buddy. Be All good. right, see ya.